Hey Warriors and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I do hope you had a great week. Um, mine was actually not too bad. We actually had many more days underneath 100 degrees. And we even have a couple more that could be in the late 80s, early 90s, which would be great. Especially since now it's September. And so this past week... Um, know we've been uh having some good discussions on discord so if you guys still would like to be part of discord either message me through facebook um, reach out in the facebook page because you need to join the group or if you email me directly i will send you the link to it because i need to make sure that i have people who are a part of the group and not um, spam because we do get sometimes people want to do their own stuff and want to bring it in and i don't I, I want this to be a community for you guys a connection a network a place to really reach out to another and, and work with one another and encourage one another but i also want to be very clear about the purpose of warrior within my hope is that the stuff that we talk about will be something that you could take where you're at and maybe start your own men's ministry there, a prayer group there, something to do where it brings men in your local area, your church, or whatever, wherever it may be that you're in, in situation, and build from that. Because we are all called to be ministers. We're all called to disciple one another, encourage one another. And that's why these podcasts, you know, this is why God wanted me to do it, because there's stuff that he wanted to say through me but he also knew my heart. And I do believe men's ministry needs to be either fixed or done correctly because it's so much more than just men's breakfast and maybe one event every few months. It's about building men up to walk with the Lord, to walk together with the Lord, to not face this world alone. Understanding that there are other men who are wanting to serve God, love God, and be warriors for him. And this is why this week's message is just as important because it connects the understanding of what it means in Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. You see, righteousness comes from brokenness. So we're broken into righteousness because we all hunger for something and if we follow our hearts it's going to be sin it's going to be desires that we want it's going to be riches power identity and something of value to this world because we can see it and because we can see human response towards it we think that will be enough to satisfy what we need so if we don't hunger for God we're going to hunger for self we're going to hunger for idols we're going to hunger for identifications in things outside of scripture to feel value but if we long to follow God we hunger for who God is, we should be chasing after understanding of righteousness. 
Because sometimes even the desires we might have could be innocent in world perspectives, but are they biblical? Because yes, we're supposed to help the poor. However, if our desire is just to be helpful, that's not loving God because we want to fulfill an inner goodness that we want to have. If our desire is to be loved, we've missed the whole point of who God is because he loves us and no love by any human is going to fulfill emptiness but Jesus. Now we long for a woman to be with us to be our wife. She will never fulfill the emptiness that only God can fill. You see, these are just temporary fulfillments. It does not mean don't get married. It does not mean that we can't have a family. It does not mean we can't people love us in that sense. But when our, when our whole mindset, our whole perspective is always just focused on, well, I can't reach people. I can't have friends. I can't have connections. I can't get love. Therefore, I am worthless. I am nothing. And God doesn't care. No, because you have put all of your desire those desires, not God. So when we hunger for this, our eyes are looking in the wrong direction. They go after desires of this world to find fulfillment that God is supposed to be giving us. why is God the focus point? Why should we hunger for him? Because he is holy. He is just. He is the judge. And he is completely righteous. He is absent of sin, absent of evil. So why not seek after him? And understanding what righteousness is through him that we may find fulfillment even in this world. Now we have mentioned righteousness before, where it means moral and just, to, to be basically not social justice, but morally and virtuous in our justice, or being just in our nature. We are walking with integrity, with character, pleasing God, seeking out God's truth and living it. Because we know like David, if you guys remember, David was considered a man after God's own heart. So why don't we, if we want to understand this even more, why don't we study the Psalms or even the stories of David? Because we could see when he falls and then we could see when he repents. We could see when he's uplifted. We could see when he fails again. We can see when he seeks God again. We can see all that because that's that's the, the image of, her, of a righteous man who knows that in his weakness, when he fails, he seeks God at the end. Because we could see through many stories of the Old Testament where people were disobedient and not obeying what God literally told them to do. And God took away. Noah, or not Noah, Moses never made it to the, to the promised land. He had to see it, but he never got to step into it. 
he disobeyed God. Saul lost his kingdom because he disobeyed God. Even David lost things. He lost a, a child because he murdered and slept with another man's wife. He also wasn't allowed to do the temple because he had been a war king for so long that God told him, you know, the blood that you have shed, like it needs to be in someone who is not. And so Solomon was chosen to do it. His son. See, what I love about David is just his heart and his desire. If you, especially these verses. It's in Psalms 119, 169 through 176. It says, let my cry before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my plea come, come before you. Deliver me according to your word. My lips pour forth praise for you. Teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your word, for all of your commandments are right. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord. Your law is my delight. Let my soul live and praise you, and let your rules help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant. For I do not forget your commandments. This is what a man after God's own heart should look like. And he has many other verses where he speaks of such similar thought. But just reading this, like, take a time this week and reread these verses. Recognize that David wanted and chased and hungered to follow truth you know commandments statutes precepts those are the scriptures that they stood behind as evident of who god is let alone from what they've seen and what god has done in their lives but he he is crying out let my cry come before you O lord give me understanding according to your word. This is a plea. God will deliver. And I wonder how many times do we get to a point where things just don't seem to be going the way we wanted and we turn our eyes away. I think that's where a lot of times we fall apart. You know, David, if we go back, we understand David didn't have it easy all the time. I know people are like, yeah, but he got to be king. Yeah, but do you remember it was about 12, 13 years before he became king? He spent most of it running for his life. Literally running for his life. He didn't have it easy. He had to trust people he had to count on other people he did have his men which that's why i'm saying it's very important to find men in your life that you can count on to pray with talk with and to work with because you know he wasn't completely alone however he was alone in the sense that he was in a constant state of running because he didn't know if Saul had somebody waiting for him around the corner. He didn't know if the person that he was trusting would betray him. But at the end, when he became king, 
he still struggled. He still failed. But he still came right back seeking repentance and cleansing of his heart. Do you long for that? Is your hunger there? Are you chasing after God? Take a quick break and we'll start in a few moments. When we're not chasing righteousness, then what do we chase? Then our selfish desires are what we feel will fulfill us. So we chase after that. Remember, I talked about identity. I don't know how many times I hear guys say, well, you know, I did this. I did that. I lost my job. Now I lost my identity. You guys, we're not supposed to have our identity in our jobs, whether we're a pastor or a CEO or a worker. It doesn't matter what it is. That's not our identity. Our identity is supposed to be in Christ. Our fulfillment is supposed to be in Christ. So even if we fail, we may not be able to do the, the job we were thinking we we're going to do. Ask God what's next. It's those questions. Remember, ask, seek, knock. You ask the questions in prayer. You ask the questions out loud. You ask the questions and, and wait for, see if God will answer you. You seek, you study his words. You, you spend time in his word. You spend time in prayer. You seek out counsel and you keep on knocking on doors. You know, don't try to force them open because we've talked about it and don't become tunnel vision thinking that this is the right way. However, trust God. Because sometimes those doors may not be what you expected. You know, 1 John 3, 4 through 10 states, Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practice lawlessness. Sin <clears throat> is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins. And in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him. and He cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God, who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. You see, one of the battles that we have, and I know a lot of us have shared in the Discord, some of us have shared it privately, some, you know, all of us guys so like there none of us are not struggling with some form of sin because it's still there we live in a sinful world however we have talked about this before every sin has a there's a point of temptation by which we either fall into that temptation or we see the escape that god has provided 
and we either practice the continual of doing that sin, which is of the devil, which is of the world, or we practice trying to not be tempted, following God's word and, and taking that escape. And I know some of you guys are like, yeah, I've been struggling with A, B, C, D sins, right? But the one thing I've been learning throughout the years is this. These verses may sound very harsh, and I hope that you take time to read these verses to remind yourself how harsh it is. But we have to understand that Jesus came to take away sins. That's it. He didn't come to be a social justice activist for the poor and for the needy and, and for Israel. He did not become, come to become king on earth to you know, flip Rome and be, create the new, you know, the new Jewish empire. He didn't come to overthrow governments. He came to defeat and take away sin. It's not for us to treat what Jesus has done as a ticket to do whatever we want. And I know I've met guys and women in the past who were like, well, I accepted Christ when I was young, but hey, I'm going to live life how I want. Because we've talked about, you know, Paul mentions that. No, that's not, accepting Christ is not to give you allowance to do whatever you want. We are to follow God. We are to become his disciples. We are supposed to be seeking out righteousness, hunger for righteousness. And we get that by not just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word not by what other people are teaching as what we're supposed to be doing if it doesn't match the scriptures. Everything goes back to the understanding of the scriptures. So if you want to live a life that's righteous, you study the scriptures. You want to stop sinning? Study the scriptures. Be in prayer daily. It's one of the things like I talk about. We have the armor of God. And every single day, we need to make sure that every piece of that armor is being upkept. If your faith is down, feel the faith is down. If you're allowing things into your heart, it's going to start affecting your mind. You start accepting things through, like through your mind. You know, the, remember we talked about the repenting is the changing of mind or renewing of your mind, right? Because of Romans 12, 2. If you are feeding your mind with ideologies, with movies and TV shows and, and addictions and sins and desires that aren't matching up to scripture, it's going to start changing the way you seek things from your heart. And it also will come out of your mouth. And so we start living a life that isn't biblical, but is worldly because there is outside of God's perspective. There's only the world's perspective. 
because we are we are supposed to be wanting to follow God, which then means we're supposed to be wanting to practice righteousness. You know, we accepted Christ. We should not be wanting to sin. If you're still enjoying your sin life, I would want to understand or at least double check to make sure I understood when I accepted Christ that I really was, that I understood what sin's value is. It's a ticket to death. Because when we're seeking out God, when we're seeking out God's truth, we will start seeing righteousness and it will be satisfying. There will be times where in our lives it feels empty. We feel unfulfilled. We feel sad. We feel hurt. We feel broken. Things are just things are just not going the way we wanted. And I remember talking about in the, the first few episodes of this podcast how many men are out there thinking that they are alone in this world making battles of their own. And I called it the fog of war. And it's like, you know, if you ever play any video games or, you know, understand military term, fog of war is the unknown that you can't see. And the thing is, they can't see because they have taken their eyes off of God because all they want to see, or technically all they are seeing, is the schemes of the devil, the, the hurt, the, the negatives, the health problems, the struggles, and they've literally taken their eyes off God because then they start pointing and say, God, where were you? Why did you leave me? Why was I alone? And they blame God for the distance. Why didn't you bring people to be by my side? Why, why is this church treating me the way that it's treating me? Why do I have no friends? And God's like, you're looking for satisfaction in the wrong elements. I'm supposed to satisfy you. You are putting your faith in people and church and, and prestige, power, money, health over me. And as I keep reaching my hand out to pull you out of that fog of war, you don't see it because all you see is your hurt, loss, disease, and sin. Because we are not promised to have an easy life because we accepted Christ. John 16.33 states, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. So all the things that Christ taught, everything that he's been teaching, everything that he'd been teaching the disciples and that has been passed down from generation to generation of scriptural truth. Then he says in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. We have hope. And if you're hoping that hope is going to be here on earth, it's not. Will we have blessings? Of course. There will be times where God will give us things that we need. Provide things that maybe we had hoped for. You know, I hope to have my own home someday. I, you know, I would love to have a family someday. 
but it's in God's hands and I got to stop trying to make it happen. You know, I look at this ministry. I had hoped to be in churches and be a pastor of a church someday. Well, he's doing it differently and it's, it's still not the path I was expecting. And I still can't really see the picture yet, but he is giving me peace and he is giving me direction. And even though it still feels kind of rough and it still feels kind of like uncertain what's going to happen next, I can see that he's doing something. However, I don't see having my own home anytime soon. I don't see having a family quite yet. And to me, it's surreal if it were to happen because I, I just, I can't see that coming together any, like with my current state, you know, looking at it from the fog of war perspective, I don't see it happening the way that I see it happening. But when I start looking at it from God's perspective, there's a peace about it. And it's because I'm seeking out righteousness over the world, hungry to serve him, love him, obey him, to do what he has asked of me, even when it doesn't make sense, even if it's not very clear. I want to be satisfied by who he is and his truth and walking the walk, not just a hero of it. And I ask that you guys do the same. Let's pray. Dearly Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you use this podcast to reach hearts. I ask that you use this podcast to change hearts, or at least change their minds, because I know my words will not change a heart. But if they could change their mind to allow you to change their heart, hallelujah, amen, how that would be so cool. And I'm grateful for the guys that have joined the Discord and the guys who have reached out and how they've shared, how they want to change, how they want to grow. And I pray that they will change and they will grow. And I pray for the men who have been starting their own men's groups where they're at, that they may find joy and peace through you and see growth and see men hungry for more of you and wanting to grow together as brotherhoods of Christ, as warriors of Christ, praying for one another, encouraging one another, and loving one another as they should. Lord, help me to stay righteous. Help me to stay focused on you and not lose sight and not pay attention to the fog of war around me, but know that you have a plan and all I have to do is obey. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I hope you have a great week, and I will see you next time. God bless.